Blog Talk Radio. I'm here with you today. I have my co-host on the line, Brother James. He's here tonight, and we have a wonderful, wonderful show for you tonight called The Holistic Kitchen Revival, Eight Simple Steps to Transforming Your Family's Health Through Wholesome Home Cooking That's Easy, Lip-Smacking, and Won't Blow Your Budget. Those are the words of our special guest tonight who I'm going to bring in in one moment, but I just want to give you the call-in number is area code 213-943-3618. That's 213-943-3618, and you can call in and speak to our special guest tonight and get some tips on how to feed your family in the best way possible. And tonight we highlight the health key, bringing you make-sense information that can improve your diet and our and – no, wait, I'm going I'm to start over – that can improve our diet and help us have a healthier outlook on how to eat to live. And Elijah Muhammad said in his book, uh, How to Eat to Live, that long life is not enjoyed by eating food, which will shorten and destroy your life. So we need to get healthy, think healthy. And on that note, let me introduce you to tonight's guest, who will talk about eating healthy without breaking the budget. Medea Allen, also known as the Organic Soul Chef, has a BA in Psychological and Brain Sciences and has ex- has experience working as a prenatal doctor and a doula, which, as you know, is a trained labor and birth assistant, and has assistant and has been trained in more than 100 dietary theories and studied a variety of practical lifestyle coaching methods from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. 
and she has healed many of her long-standing health issues, including chronic constipation, PMS, and low energy. She she also gained clarity of her life's mission, which was to empower people through wholesome eating and living education. Welcome, Medea, to the Keys 107, and thank you for taking time to visit us, and let's get started. Are you there, Medea? Yes, I am. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Sister Rafika. So I'm just really grateful for um, tonight for the opportunity to share. Well, that was a mouthful, you know, trying to get all that you have done in that in that one tiny paragraph was a challenge because your background is just so amazing and you've done so much studying on various parts of medicine that brought you to where you are today. And I just want you to take a little time and speak to us about how you got started on this journey and the genesis of the Organic Soul Chef. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, well, I guess the journey started with, Little Medea, um, being very gifted in sciences and getting straight A's in school. And when you tend to, you know, do really well in your classes, you're either labeled as you're going to be a doctor or you're going to be a lawyer. You know, people put that people put that on you so young when they see that, you know, just that raw talent and ability to learn many things. So, you know, I can remember as young as six years old saying, I want to be a doctor, and I don't want to be any kind of doctor. I want to be a pediatrician because children's health is the best health to take care of because if you get healthy as a child, <laughs> you'll be healthy mm. as an adult. I can remember having this conversation at like six with people. <laughs> so, so yeah, so the vision was planted very early on. Um, I grew up in a household with a mother who was, you know, she trusted and had a lot of faith um, and knowledge and wisdom in herbal remedies. Um, you know, I went to the Cascara Sagrada for the constipation. You know, she would give me the honey, lemon, and garlic when a cough came up. I was rubbed down with, you know, with the um, Jamaican white rum. My father was from Jamaica. So, you know, he also had that um, upbringing of just living off the land. So I guess it was just a combination of growing up in this household and just always that, you know, internal question of, what is health really? I've always asked myself that and always wondering about the root of things. People come to me with stuff on the surface, and I was always like, well, what's the root of this issue? What's the root of my issues with PMS? So, um, so yeah, so it, 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 <laughs> so it started very young and just my questioning, inquisitive, um, curious mind. Um, you know, so I did go to college with the intent of wanting to um, – into medical school after college, and when I got there, I mean, it was pretty intense. Um, there wasn't a separate, like, pre-medical major at Dartmouth, so in addition to the normal course load of whatever major you chose, and you had all these extra sciences and maths and physics and this and that, it was really, really intense. So I decided to, um, you know, just kind of pursue where my interest took me. And, again, I was always interested in the mind. So I guess my pursuits led me to studying, the, you know, the brain and the psychological sciences and still just always asking that question, well, so what causes one, you know, to go crazy? And in my psychology, like, psychology classes and psychiatric studies classes, I was like, so what's the root cause of this? Is nutrition playing a part? You know, is spirituality important? I've always just had that questioning happening with whatever I study. So um, from college, I decided to do a year um, in 
the health corps program in Providence, Rhode Island. So I, did, I dedicated a year to the um, health corps, which is kind of like the national version of Peace Corps, but you stay in the U.S. and you give yourself, um, you give service for the year. <clears throat> and that was with the intention of getting hands-on real-world experience in medical setting because I still wanted to do it, but I just knew that it would take me longer than I intended. So I spent that year doing um, the perinatal education and the doula work, which was Wow. It was mind-blowing, and I was just so blessed to be at the doorway of creation, if you will, um, assisting mm. these mothers with bringing in life. Like, <laughs> that really changed the game for me. And another thing that really um, became clear was that what I saw happening in the community health setting, like in hospitals and community health centers, I realized I didn't want to be trained as medical doctors are trained in this country because it just seemed like there was not a lot of time dedicated to patients and um, clinic patients coming in and out of those doors. It's 15 minutes is just absurd amount of time to spend, and that's the average amount of time that a FaceTime that patients got with the doctor, 15 minutes. So I just saw a lot of gaps within our health system just in that one-year experience, and I said, you know, I don't want to waste my time in medical school if this is what I'm going to, you know, become, like this 15-minute person writing prescriptions and just busy and stressed out. And, you know, I just had a much broader, you know, perspective on health and well-being. And so and from not there, get into the root of the problem. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, you know, from from the perinatal education and doula work, I moved to New York City, and for a year and change, I, I worked kind of like as a social worker, <laughs> and I just realized in that experience, again, I just wanted more hands-on work with the people I was working with. I was kind of like pushing papers, and that was so frustrating. So I just went in, and I said, what is next for me, because I know this is not it. And my brother, um, he was like, oh, you know, we're all chefs. Why don't you go to culinary school? You know, we're all like natural chefs. And I was like, ah, yeah, let me look at that. So I found the Natural Gourmet Institute for Health and Culinary Arts just by doing a search on the Internet. And this school really just they grabbed my attention because they were looking at food as healing, food as a tool for transformation, like, you know, diets for um, special health conditions or if you have a particular ailment, cooking for cancer, cooking for diabetes. So I went and I checked it out, and I just felt I was at home at the open house. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm home. <laughs> this is it. I'm going to do this. As I was leaving out after the open house, I saw this big red magazine um, with a spiral on it. I was like, oh, what's that? So I grabbed the book, and I, on my train ride home, it was the actually the catalog for the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Read it to cover to cover, and I felt every word was written for me. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're talking about food and the terms that I speak about it and thought about it and always knew to be true. Wow, this is crazy. So then I went to, to IIN's um, open house, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and I actually enrolled there first because I could afford it. So I became a health coach through studying at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, and then I went right on to culinary school right after that. And the rest is history. <laughs> so it's just... You know, this meandering stream um, of questioning, of curiosity, of frustration, of wondering what what am I here for has always been the question since I could start thinking is why am I here, right? Um, so 
that's kind of uh, the long and short of it, of what Organic Soul Chef is about and how it, it, it came about. Well, I, um, I want to speak to you about um, two quotes that you have on your website in the, um, in, in the holistic um, kitchen revival area. Mm-hmm. And they, they've touched me deeply because I was trained to believe, and um, I do agree, that the kitchen is the medicine cabinet. And when you're in the kitchen, you can cook up whatever you need to heal whatever ailments you you or your family are engaged in. So one of the quotes you have is, the key to health and vitality actually unlocks the door to an important place where health renewal occurs, the kitchen, a place often the source of stress, fear, or worry for many people. Mm-hmm. Now that's yeah. that's a quote, yeah, from your site, and I know it's it's deep because when you think about the layers of what happens mm-hmm. in the kitchen, you talked about fear, you talked about worry, and you talked about stress. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I'm so happy that you brought that quote up um, because you know all that is original copy on on that website on that page. So it it, it was from deep, deep, deep within, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just growing up. In the kitchen with my mom, you know, she was like a magician to me, um, just <laughs> looking at her. <laughs> she really was because, you know, it was like she would go in there and take something that just I wouldn't even want to touch with a 10-foot pole, like raw chicken. It would make me just want to, you know, run if I saw it. But she went and she loved it, and she danced with it, and she sang to it, and she was in this space of just pure love for it. And mm. I just tell you, Rafika, like, that that's my training ground for being a chef and my connection to food. It's just pure love. So, you know, as, that's just what it is. And so when you can create this magic, that opens the doorway for the transformation. You know, but as working with clients over the years and going into these restaurant kitchens and catering kitchens and just really seeing a lot of the food system and what's really going on in certain kitchens, it was just the complete opposite of that magic. Um, if people mm. really have fear around food because they just don't know what, they feel like they don't know what to, to eat to live. A lot of people are just scared to eat because if they think they eat the hamburger, they're going to, you know, die the next day. If they eat the salad, they won't be hungry enough. And, I mean, it is a really a psychological process that happens when we eat. It's just not you sitting down to eat. Um, and I think that's what, you know, my background in psychology really helped me to see in terms of food and people's relationship mm. to it is that there are so many layers in our relationship. When people come to me and say, oh, I want to eat healthier, I have to sit with them at least 30 minutes and ask them really important questions that get to what their relationship is with food, because it's really never about the food. That's like a secret that I learned through my health coaching is that, yeah, people want to learn to cook healthy and they want to do this and that, but it's really never really about the food. It's about something else. And so I create space for that conversation to happen um, Mm -hmm. and you'd be surprised what comes up. And so my, I mean, my story is, is with food is magic, food is love, but that's just my story, you know, and, and, and people come with so many other stories because that's just who we are. You know, we are our stories. 
lot of time. Now, Medea, you also have another, you have two more quotes, and one, I'm going to talk about those two quotes, and then I just want to jump right into something else you said about food is magic and getting to the root of the, of the source of where people are with how they mm-hmm. eat and when they say that they want to eat better, there's there's a little there's something else happening in that in that statement, right? Mm-hmm. But then you also have um, disharmony in the kitchen is a reflection of a deeper disharmony within. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if you if we follow along this thinking of you know there is um, so the energy that you put into well, the energy that's present. Right. So, for instance, okay, if there is clutter in your kitchen, clutter all over the place. I mean, there's like stacks of bills on your cut on your cutting board. God knows where your knives are. You know, you can't even find your recipe books. They're buried under this and that. That speaks to a deeper issue of clutter, of unnecessary mm. things in the space that is. You know, I see that space as sacred. I see the kitchen as an altar. Would you put clutter all over your altar space, the place where you go and commune with spirit? Hmm. You know, would you speak profane words? Would you come and, you know, curse at your disability to, you know, create the meal you want in this in this sacred space? So, but yeah, so it everything that happens that everything you see on the out, out on the outer is just a reflection of what's happening on the inner before anything is physical it's spiritual mm. so yeah wow i'm going to hold that next quote to a little later but right now i'm going to run to a commercial break and mm-hmm. it's going to be a quick one and then we're going to come back and go right into the um conversation about the holistic revival Okay. Hold on. We're talking with Medea Allen, the organic soul chef, and she'll be back in a moment. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback. Sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and the gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cut shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. Moon 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Don't forget to visit moon107.com. Moon 107. 
at the Keys 107 with uh, Medea Allen, the organic soul chef. And uh, before we went to the commercial break, we were talking about the kitchen, and we were talking about the importance of how you function in the kitchen, how you're to keep it in in order, to keep it clean. And and sh- and she also made the reference to the kitchen as the altar, and she made a comment, and I just want to talk about that a little bit. You said, would you um, put disorder or accept disorder in your altar. And that's that's a very good analogy to how we function in our kitchen. Right, right, exactly. I mean, so just following with the with the idea that, you know, the kitchen is the sacred space of, of total health transformation, body, mind and spirit, you know, you just have to be very cognizant of the energy that's there and the energy that that you bring to the kitchen, right? Um, And so wherever you are is that, you know, that's what's going to show up when it's time to cook. I mean, my mother will always say, don't ever cook angry, (laughs) right? (laughs) Or if I got an issue with you, I'm going to go work it out before I go cook your meal because she understood that her vibe, you know, if you will, really would affect how that food came out. And I love the movie Like Water for Chocolate, if, if you've ever mm. seen that movie. Um, it's about a cook who was an awesome cook, and she just had all this emotional turmoil happening in her life. You know, her sister married the man she really loved. And so once one time she was cooking, and she was so just sad, and everybody sat down and ate the meal, and everybody started crying. And then there was one moment when, you know, she just was so full of passion and just couldn't contain herself, Then and she was crying. And then the family sat down and ate that meal. Everybody was just, like, coming out of their clothes, just, like, hot. And so that is just a beautiful description of, you know, of how your energy and what you're thinking affects what you do. I mean, and artists know that. Artists know that they just can't, you know, get up and do things if they're not feeling right. You know, they have to clear that blockage, that energy, that whatever, that's going to prevent them from just really you know, putting out a great work of art. And really that's what food is. It's an art, right? Yeah, it, it, it's like your feng shui. You know, you have mm-hmm. to have that movement and you have to. it has to be clean, it has to be airy. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to speak to when you walk into a person's home, you know, we always go sit at the kitchen and we talk. That's the heart, that's the pulse. Yeah. You know, of the home, you know, it's um, it's where things happen. It's where, like you said, magic happens. And I'm mm-hmm. sure everybody has those experiences with their mothers or their grandmothers when they're thinking about them. They often, their mind often goes to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But thank you, thank you for you know sharing sharing that with us and and talking. And I, I just want to um, I want to jump into that that holistic revival because I'm just so excited about the holistic mm-hmm. kitchen revival. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let you know. Let's even start with the title, Holistic Kitchen Revival. Um, the title actually was born out of just a conversation I had with a really good friend who grew up Pentecostal, um, in Houston, and we just started talking about church revivals. <laughs> I don't know why, but you know, she just talked about the whole you know process that happens, um, in preparation for a revival, and how a revival is just a time for renewal and bringing all that you want change and transform to God, you know, and I just was really touched by that process as she painted that picture for me of 
preparing the altar space and cleaning and singing and just everybody was just on that same vibe of something big is about to happen, right? The, mm. the dead is about to, <laughs> to about to come to life. You know, it's it, what you know life to be will be different after this revival. So that is the type of energy that I bring to Holistic Kitchen Revival, which is a four-week experience, um, a nutrition and a culinary intensive experience with me um, that will be delivered online. Um, it will start March 6th um, at 8 p.m. Um, and so and that's the energy I bring. This this experience, I want people to be transformed through this experience. When I work with people, it's just not about, oh, let me give you a list of things to eat and send you on your way. I want to know who you are, what it is that you want, and how are we going to get it. And more importantly, what is it that you have to remove or give up or just clear, right, in order to make that happen? Because usually a lot of times what's happening is that there's just this wall. Yes, please. I'm sorry, my son is just right here with his toy. Um, there's this wall that stands in between us and what we want. And so through this experience, that will be dissolved. That's my intention, to just clear and dissolve those roadblocks um, that's standing in the way. So it's an eight-step process, um, and step one is to eliminate procrastination. So, again, we're going to get into our minds and our hearts and our spirits and really just sit with ourselves and be clear about what is it that we want and what is standing in our way. Um, mm. You know, yeah, and, and, it's, and it's a piece that it's, it's, it's powerful. If you want anything, you cannot leave out this piece. You have to see what the terrain is. You have to take stock of where you are because I hold people in the light that they all are inner chefs. I, everybody I see, I see them as a chef just waiting to, like, happen, right? <laughs> um, that's the space I hold for people. And so in order for me to really help bring that out of people, people have to see what is in the way. You know, what are the words that come up for you when you think about kitchen? What is the kitchen mm. to you? You know, so if you are thinking nothing but fear, stress, um, you know, oppression, uh, mm. mammy, Uncle Ben, slavery, you know, if you're thinking these things, how in the world will you step foot in the kitchen and cook? So it's a, it's, you have to clear out some things. This is an energy clearing step, right? Um, and so once that is, you know, really clarified about what is standing in your way, um, then you can know how, what, how to move through that, right? Um, and so in this step, it's really about empowering people, right, and how to get them to empower themselves, how to soothe the soul when that voice wells up from within that says, you can't do this. Because it comes up with everybody when they're learning something new. It comes up for me when I'm learning something new. It's just like, you don't have time for this. What are you doing? You can't, you're not cut out for this. So this this step is very important, step one. Okay, and so and then step two, this next step is to set up your kitchen for inevitable success. So what I've learned as, you know, a catering chef, a restaurant chef, and, you know, as a culinarian is that the, the, the way the kitchen is set up is really going to determine the speed at which you work, 
what you can cook in this kitchen, um, you know, how it's going to turn out. So you have to have the proper tools that's going to really help you successfully cook and quickly cook. Um, You have to have, you know, the proper just – this part is about creating the flow, allowing for the flow in the kitchen. Because when you go into a really successful restaurant kitchen, there's a particular flow in that kitchen. There's an order. Everybody knows their place, right? Everybody knows – what to hand off to who to do what to finish off that plate. So this is about just setting up that kitchen so that you are flowing, right? You have, um, you know, tools that make you feel good. You have the food processor that's going to, you know, really make food prep go quicker. Does your kitchen need a, a, a radio? You know, you add a radio. What kind of colors are in your kitchen? If your kitchen is, like, gray and depressing, that's not going to make you want to cook. So you have to bring life and energy and some splash and pizzazz and maybe a picture of grandma, you know, bring that in. Whatever it is that you need in that kitchen to get you cooking, this is what we're going to put in place in step one, right? Um, So am I going too fast? Do you have any questions? Oh, no, I'm with you. Okay. (laughs) Um, Let me give out the phone number to our listening audience. It's area code 213 Nine four three three six one eight. It's two one three nine four three three six one eight. Press one if you want to talk. Um, go ahead, Medea. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, so step three is I like this step. It's so it's become an expert. So this step is all about learning. So once your your kitchen is all set up, right? So now it's time to figure out what are the foods that I need to bring into this kitchen that will allow for total health transformation, mind, body and spirit. So we learn things about, you know, my simple S O U L soulful approach for eating, right? Um we learn about the particular foods that are going to really add energy to our day, what are the enzyme-rich foods, what are the foods that we would need, you know, to deal with an issue, say, blood blood pressure or cholesterol. So this is just about educating ourselves about um, the healthful foods that we need for our bodies, right? Um, and also, you know, I'm just going to really be teaching about healthful substitutions because I don't want the person to feel like, oh, boy, like everything in my kitchen is just not fit for this experience. I don't think I can do it. It's just about gently, you know, guiding you through it and making some really key suggestions and substitutions for your kitchen that's going to make a total difference in your health, right? So, if you have hydrogenated oils in your kitchen, for example, that's something that I definitely help people to transition away from because that does not spell health in my book. Um, so step four is about maximizing flavor. Now, this is the part where I just I love flavor. I mean, if something doesn't taste good, you, you're not going to eat it, and that's just really what it is. So uh-huh. this is yeah, so this is a really important piece. Um this is where I really teach people what it means to flavor food and how to use herbs and spices and foods themselves to really be flavorful. So I definitely, you know, will teach about what spices go well with what particular foods. Um you know, that that piece is really, really important just to maximize both the flavor and the nutrition through herbs and spices and some other really cool flavoring um, agents that I have, like essential oils. That's how I actually met you. I was giving essential oils with the cookbook that I put out. Um, so, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was, I, when you said it, my mind, I smelled the orange essential oil. <laughs> I felt it. <laughs> 
that is funny. I'm actually diffusing orange right now in my <laughs> my office space. So so yeah, and so so after you know you learn this piece about how to flavor your food, oh, it's it's on because you know I think your whole world just changes when you recognize mm-hmm. the power that spices and 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 like herbs have because they it, again it really is a psychological process. The take you have hundreds of taste buds on your tongue, hundreds. And that is not by mistake. It's because you want you'll be able to taste the food, right? So I really help people to flavor foods so that you taste the different elements in your dishes. Um, so then step five is to I teach how to utilize a variety of culinary techniques. So <clears throat> as I say, a little technique goes a long way in the kitchen. Um, for instance, if you l- learn, like, three or four simple techniques, you can take one thing, like broccoli, and have it taste completely different, utilizing those three to four culinary techniques. You can take that broccoli and saute it. You can blend it for a smoothie. You can take that saute and blanch it. It's, it is really powerful to learn these very simple culinary techniques that will help you add variety to the way that you prepare your food. See, variety is the spice of life. So variety is very important in terms of culinary techniques. Um, step five is then once you've learned the particular foods, you've learned how to use all these different techniques to prepare the food, now it's just time to create meal plans, right? So Meal plans, this is a place where a lot of people really, really fall short in trying to eat healthy because they they just don't have that map to just spell it out for them. Okay, Tuesday, lunch, I'm having this. For Friday, for snack, I'm having this. Without that meal plan, a lot of our food choices just become a toss-up or, like, what's quickest. And you don't want to fall trapped to, you know, just going for something quick because you don't have time. So having this you know, very detailed meal plan in place will prevent you from making those less than healthy food choices for yourself. So after we go through those, you know, important steps of food combining and creating the meal plan, we then talk about food shopping. Now, food shopping can be, yeah, (laughs) yeah, mm, is the question. I hated going food shopping with my mom as a kid. I just could do anything. I could choose to do anything else in the world but food shopping. I would have. So I've grown, and I've grown to actually love food shopping, and it's through some some really key tips on making that food shopping experience um, delightful, right, and not so stressful. So I definitely will go through um, a number of tips that will not only help you spend less time shopping for food, but it will also save you money. So your strategies for food shopping um, are very important. So then seven, uh, what we'll do, I'm sorry, I just want to trust Step seven. So step eight, which is the last and final class, is like the culmination of everything that we've learned. So this is the actual cooking class. It'll be a virtual cooking class. Um, it will be a virtual cooking class where we will take all that we've learned, you know, the proper food choices, how to combine the foods, how to season the food, and actually cook. So I will be in my kitchen cooking, and the participants will be following along in their kitchen, and it will be very interactive. You can ask me questions, and you'll just see, you know, prep from A to Z of a, you know, plant-based healthy meal based on all the principles that we've learned, um, you know, throughout the experience. So 
that <laughs> is holistic kitchen revival um and all it's it's glory so and i think it's it's interesting um how you started out with eliminate the procrastination and basically look at what's blocking you um from getting in the kitchen and experiencing the kitchen before all that it's supposed to be in your life and in the life of your family and if you're having friends over friends over too because it is it is a full holistic reviving experience. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. different smells in the kitchen indicate different times of the year, right? So we have yeah. those memories of a child of when we're when we're children of the meals that our parents used to make during certain times of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on um you know what you celebrate in, in your home. Right, right. Cinnamon comes up for me um, when I think about um, Thanksgiving. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like just a lot of cinnamon. She would use, my mom would use that in her um, uh, sweet potatoes, her candy yams and sweet potatoes. Never had the marshmallows and sugar. It was always dried spices and those sweet spices like savory, I'm sorry, dried fruits and um, sp- like sweet spices like clove and nutmeg and cinnamon. So, so yeah, it's so interesting that you bring that up, like the particular smells, and then the memories that 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 smell will then create, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what it's all about. And you know, there's candle companies that try to recreate those memories because they know mm-hmm. when you walk into a home and you smell different things, it has an impact on you. If it's if it's a, if it's an odor, a bad mm-hmm. odor, it will have a negative impact on you when you walk into the home. But then you talked about the, um, I think you said it was uh, step six, where you talk about the, um, during your class, the holistic kitchen revival, where you're going mm-hmm. to gonna talk about the um, the meal plans and, and help your your participants learn how to put together meal plans. Right, right, yes. Yeah. yeah, step six, I mean, that, once you get a meal plan in place, I mean, you will see such a difference in your in your health because your food choices will have been different. You will have planned out something. And, and the idea is that you want to plan, you know, week to week is good. So you want to plan, say, on a Saturday what your next week's meals will be. You know, I'm going to have, you know, the fish this night. I'm going to have the chicken that night. And for dinner I could take that for lunch. I mean, just that simple 20-minute, like, strategy of a plan will make I mean, just what the question, what's for dinner, just effortless. Because when, when mm. you ask, oh, what are we going to have for dinner? For a lot of people, that is really burdensome because they don't have a plan. They have no clue. They haven't, you know, taken out anything the night before the soil. So, you know, that plan, it, it's like a map. You know, you if you want to take a trip to Istanbul, right, um, you don't know how to get to Istanbul, so your map is going to help you get there. You're going to plan the day. You're going to plan the time you're leaving. You're going to plan your arrival. So your meal plan is like your map to total health transformation, mind, body, and spirit in the kitchen. That That's that's key. I mean, I think every point is key, but that's like really key, your plan. So, yeah. Well, you know, too, Medea, um, with my with my son, uh, we went through a period of of making uh, finding recipes together and mm-hmm. putting together a meal plan for the week. Mm-hmm. And I can mm-hmm. tell you, I confer with what you're saying. Shopping with a plan in mind is a lot easier. 
you know, mm-hmm. going into those huge box stores, you mentioned you never like shopping. Well, I still don't like shopping, so maybe <laughs> after I, I go through your revival, I'll, <laughs> I'll change my mind. Those stores are just too big and they're too overstimulating. There's too much going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Way too much happening. And so, again, so with that meal plan, that focuses your energy. You're not scattered, you know, going this way and that way they way with, you know, the person giving you this sample and that sample. With your plan, your focus, your energy yes. is intact. And so you can go through that store just as calm as a cucumber because you know exactly <laughs> what you need to get and you don't need what they they selling at that moment, you know. So Well, yeah. I, I look forward to <laughs> to experiencing that and that would certainly be a, a good step. In 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 my direction because I tell you if you tell me I have to go to the supermarket I just cringe. <laughs> yeah. You know and then and then when you have when you have knowledge you understand that the peripherals of the supermarket is really where you should be you should never be in the middle because that's mm-hmm. all that processed box mm-hmm. stuff. Mhm. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You that, you bring up a, a beautiful point. It's like the strategic places to be once you go in the kitchen. I mean, in in the supermarket. Yeah, it's it's where the fresh food is, you know. And so you once you know that, again, it just helps it become less stressful because you know exactly where you need to go. You know, you don't need to go into this aisle that has that and this and that. So yeah, it's very very important to have that plan in place. So now you said that the um, the uh, Holistic Kitchen Revival is four weeks. Yes, it's a four week experience. Right, and then the first the first part of it is a is a telephone um, sort of conversation that you have with the participants, mm-hmm. and you go through which steps at that point. Right, and so this is how it works. So it's it's um, the first three classes are set up. Just like this, like people can call in via a number or they can um, attend via the the webcast because it will be through, it's like a, a teleseminar. And so we go through steps one and two for the first class. And then the second class, we go through steps three, four, um, and five. And then the third class, we go through steps six and seven. And then the last class, which is the cooking class, that's step eight. That's the virtual cooking class. So what made you and, decide to do a virtual cooking class? Well, and, and even to but not not to cut you, but even to just the whole to translate this whole learning experience electronically from the phone to the virtual. Mm, well, for cooking, um, I feel like people really need to see, you know. So Food Network is a popular network because people can actually see the chefs cooking. And, I mean, I grew up with Julia Childs and, you know, um, all the other PBS chefs, um, uh, Jacques Pepin and all that. And so that experience will allow people to just see and interact with me. And there is a lot, actually, there will be interaction for the first three classes. So how it works is that I will be giving um, the topic information for the first 45 minutes, and then there's opportunity for spotlight coaching for the last 15 minutes if there's anybody who needs my assistance and, you know, so kind of like the Q&A um, part of it. And so the reason I chose this format is for the simple reason that I want to reach as many people as I possibly can. <laughs> um, I've worked one-on-one for the past seven years, 
and I and I do value one-on-one work. And some people, you know, the online is just not their thing, and I totally get it. So that's why I offer one-on-one services. However, I am a student um, in some virtual uh, education experiences, and they work really, really well. I'm actually um, participating in two mastermind programs, and we meet uh, virtually and we meet by phone. And it, it works well for the busy person, right? It works well, well for the person who doesn't have a lot of time to travel to this place and that place. I mean, in this day and age, information is quickly accessible through the technology that we have. And I just I, I feel so deeply um, rooted in my message that I want to get out that I just want to spread it. I want to, I want to, I want this message to be spread globally. So, I mean, I would love it if somebody from South Africa signed up, right, Mm -hmm. for my experience, because I don't see any barriers, right? I just see this is something that people need to understand and learn. And, um, again, as many people to jump on board, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. And you also talked about um, the spices. You talked about... um, you'll be helping people sort of rethink how they use spices in the kitchen, in their cooking. Definitely, yeah, because people actually think that, you know, herbs and spices are just there to flavor food. And no doubt they do flavor food. Don't get me wrong, that's a big role that they play. But there's a huge medicinal component to herbs and spices that can completely turn your health around. You know, uh, there's studies about curcumin, um, the ingredient in curry being linked to um, not being an anti-inflammatory and decreasing cancer rates. So if we could empower ourselves with particularly what spice to use to to handle um, some, you know, particular challenge in our body, that that is big. That means less visits. Uh, to the doctor for prescriptions for something that you could address through food. I mean, I do it every day. I mean, my my kitchen is my pharmacy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I bless the doctors and what they do. However, I know my body, right? And I know what it needs in order to fill X, Y, and Z from a particular food. That's just where I am with my development in terms of food and healing. So I can go in the kitchen. If I wake up and I'm feeling, oh, I have gas, Oh, that's easy. Go drink a, a cup of ginger tea or, oh, put some more cardamom in, you know, my smoothie. Or, oh, let's look at, you know, the, the I mean, it's, it's it's endless. It's really endless. And so I just i am so grateful for my mother and her wisdom and knowledge with the herbs um, because it's really big. You can really, I mean, handle a lot of challenges, just everyday challenges with the herbs and spices. So how do how does um this eight step program or how is this eight step program going to help people learn to cook healthy on a budget? Yes, that is that is very important, right? Because I mean I'm on a budget. We're all on a budget. So yeah, whether you whether you whether you admit it or not, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. So how it will help you um within your means and you know not blow the budget is that number one when you're when you're shopping for fresh food like fresh food is actually less expensive than the prepackaged food that's just um, you know a fact that's a fact and so once you are you know purchasing the, the the less expensive fresh food 
you can then take this food and prepare meals for the week. And if you if you compare your receipts for eating out for the week as opposed to cooking meals for the week, again, huge cost difference. So, you know, I can't uh, stress enough that cooking is cheaper than eating out. Period. Because you can, you can, yeah, you can stretch your dollar. Cause, you know, I the other day, you know, I didn't have a lot of time. I was okay. Yeah, I need to go ahead and just get something. So, I, you know, I fell into the trap. I'm nobody's saint, right? So I fell into the trap. I bought this particular dinner. It's like a salmon dinner, fourteen dollars for salmon cakes and this and that. And I got home and I thought to myself, I was like, okay, this looks like canned salmon. These strange things look canned. You know, and this is that, because that's just the chef in me, right? And I'm like, okay, mm. if I have $14 and went to the store, how many meals could I have gotten out of that $14 and it would have been fresh, you know, and it would have been prepared with my spices, no mystery ingredients. So, I mean, it, I can't stress enough that cooking your own food, it will save you Save you money because, again, if you have these particular ailments in your body and you're buying the Maalox and you're buying this and that for digestive problems, those problems will be eliminated once you start to cook in a healthy, in a more healthful manner. So it really can it can affect your budget um, advantageously on many levels. Well, you talked about the um, canned food when you're eating out, and that's mm-hmm. something that um, – is not foremost on your mind when you're running home and you remember that oh I didn't I didn't prepare food so I'll just stop here and get something to eat and then mm-hmm. you as a chef and having having the background of what goes on behind the scenes in the kitchen <laughs> you know <laughs> you know you look at the food and you're like this is, these are can of frozen string beans it just makes you upset oh yeah definitely when I start well, doing it that should make you there. upset right yeah yeah. Definitely. I mean, you know, and, and things happen. Emergencies happen. I understand that. However, you want to you want that knowledge to, to just really be able to make the best decision that you can um, in terms of your food. Well, again, you said from the beginning, the first component that you deal with with people is eliminating procrastination. And mm-hmm. part of that elimination process should be the thought, the thought, the thoughts that go into your mind, well, let me make sure I have enough vegetables for the next few days, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Because if you do that, then, you know, you, you, you tend not to eat out when you have food home to cook. Exactly. Well, some of us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, the, the, these words that people throw out when they say they can't cook, and I, I just see them as, as excuses. They say, oh, I'm not motivated oh, I'm lazy, or oh, it's just not for me. That's just blanketed statements for a deeper issue. And it's really, that's the resistance. That's resistance to the thing that they want. So I, I, I you know, that first step of going into that resistance is it's just key. And that that is really quite magical once you are aware. Because some people just really don't know why they feel like they're not motivated. Because they don't even stop to ask the question. So once you sit and ask yourself that question, you'd be surprised what comes up. And then, I mean, it could just be multi-layered. It could be an incident that happened in the kitchen. Maybe you got burned as a kid. You know, maybe your parents uh, visited that judgment upon you that you know the kitchen is a place of stress. All this stuff is just well, on that's you. That's something that I was gonna um, emphasize 
is is the experience from your young, and it could mm-hmm. be even you 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 it depends on how people received your food. You know, um, mm-hmm. we took some children to an etiquette course, and one of the things that the um, the mentor said to the children is that when you receive food, and it's not something that you like, maybe they cook put tomatoes in the food and you don't like tomatoes, don't mm-hmm. scowl your face and, and mm-hmm. give off, you know, a negative. Just politely move the tomatoes out the way and mm-hmm. eat the same thing. When people come into your kitchen, if they come into your kitchen in a bad mood, in a bad attitude, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to reflect and you're going to absorb it. Right, right, exactly. I mean, every everything carries energy. Everything carries energy. So, again, you just have to look at what is the energy present. I mean, yeah, it's just it, you hit on some really key points because, you know, I, I'm actually allergic to pork. I can't eat pork. And so I go to well, it. <laughs> Yeah, um, and, and the and the sound, I mean, the smell of it just makes me nauseous. And so, you know, I go into some homes where beautiful people, you know, they they mean well, and I don't judge them. So they offer me the pork, and I don't screw up my face and call them heathens. I just say, you know mm-hmm. what, I just really can't eat this. Thank you so much. I bless you and your offering, but I, I just can't. And you know, it, that's just what you have to do. But I'm not gonna like start, yeah, like scowling on my, my face and things like this. So it's just about the energy and the etiquette, like you said, and just really just keeping that energy flowing and that movement. So, it's, yeah, it's really key. It's really important. Well, I think we're going to go to another commercial break, and we're going to come back and wrap it up. Um, hang on. We'll be right back. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Moon 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and the gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cut shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. Medea Allen, the Organic Soul Chef, and she's um, giving information about the experience in the kitchen and how that reflects 
who you are and how you cook and how people receive what what you cook and how the kitchen is 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 the medicine cabinet um also uh we talked about the eight steps to transforming your family's health through wholesome home cooking which is also sort of a subtitle of her upcoming holistic kitchen revival and we're going to give out the contact information but before we go there I just want to send out a special thank you to Assistant Foywa Sankofa who has um brought to life the Moon 107 Facebook page and we're asking you to jump there and like us on Facebook and if you need those services you can hit Foywa Sankofa up on Facebook and she'll be happy to offer her services in helping you get your Facebook identity together so she's helping the Fluff present the alphabet and Moon 107 create their digital footprint. And I'm so happy to have been working with her. Her rates are well and her services fast, you know. And um, after that, um, Medea, it's, it's about time that we should give out some contact information so people listening um, to this show live or even to the archive show, because all of our shows are archived. And you can listen on your smart device. You can call us in, and you can also download the Blog Talk Radio app. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Uh, so people can visit me online at organicsoulchef.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-C-S-O-U-L-C-H-E-F.com. Um, I invite anyone who feels that the Holistic Kitchen Revival is for them. Um, we will begin classes on Wednesday, March 6th at 8 p.m. You can go to organicsoulchef.com to register. You click on the link Holistic Kitchen Revival. It's right there, right under my logo, Organic Soul Chef logo. Um, all the information is there. Uh, you also are welcome to sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter at organicsoulchef.com. You'll see a link there also on the on the website. I give just some really key tips on uh, living a healthier life and just having more energy and vitality through food and better lifestyle choices in my bi-monthly newsletter. So I welcome you to uh, keep in touch via that uh, newsletter. And, yeah, I'm, I'm just so excited to begin this transformative culinary and nutritional experience um, of Holistic Kitchen Revival. It's been birthed through me um, for a reason. It's just it's the perfect time actually because it's uh, March. You know, is a time when the seasons are about to change. Uh, we're about to come into spring, and so this will really help you to ease into spring in a much more healthful way um, by getting your colon and your food choices um, in order, so that you can definitely be cleansing and building your body um, as as it needs to. So I, I look forward to to uh, welcoming you into Holistic Kitchen Revival. Well, Medea, I want to take a moment before we close out and just tell you thank you so very much for giving us your time and your wisdom and your knowledge and your humor and just giving us a whole new perspective on the warmth that the kitchen should bring to you as you prepare food and, and, and another approach, which I'm looking forward to, on going shopping for food. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'd like to take a moment and thank Gramps Morgan for allowing us to use that beautiful song, Dream, as our opening song. And thank you, Medea, the Organic Soul Chef, for uh, providing us with the healthy tip of the day. And I look forward to more healthy tips um, as we go along. 
So we're yes. going to close, but before we close, I'm just going to um, play a little bit of Gramps Morgan's song to take us out and tune in next Thursday. Um, we are having a special on women in business and women making things happen. That will be a common um I should see that would be the programming thread for the whole month of March, as we know that March is Women's Month. And uh, we are starting here at the Keys 107 Network. We are starting the 21 Days to to Getting It Right uh, plan. And uh, we'll be ironing out that plan tomorrow. We have a session coming up, and we'll be talking about just what it is that we're going to be doing in these 21 days to get it right, to make change and make things better for our life. I am Sister Rafika, and I thank you for listening. I thank you for your time, and I thank you for your presence and just being who you are. Come on and lie.